Poison Rana. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Hello. Brayden hello, hello, hello. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Davey Portman, not here, but uh, I'm surprised you didn't bring the cowbell. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm shocked you didn't. But I'm not here with Davey. No, this is a, a different show, a new show. And I'm joined by the one, the only, Jordan Goodman. Uh, Shalom Shabbat, as we say on Detox, yes. I suppose. <laughs> uh I, 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 yeah, typically the cowbell. I'm in South Florida right now, and they know me at BBY Airport in Baltimore, and they check for the cowbell now. You can't bring this, sir. Uh, you ha- Are you not allowed to check it, or is it not a carry-on item? They don't allow me to bring it on anymore. It's yeah. been an issue for Good. them. Uh, what was the airline? The, the, uh, the airport is BWI. Yeah, I'm going to send them flowers. I'm going to send them chocolates. Um, I hope the cowbell got lost. <laughs> Man, this community really does not like the cowbell. That's fine. I actually find great pleasure in that. I uh, I one time whistled on a show and someone sent me a message like, don't ever fucking whistle on a show again. I was like, okay. well, you know what? I have all these ginger candies. I'm going to open up the plastic. I don't oh, know. If now it's hear ASMR it, gonna, or something. What is this? It's going to fucking chew you can't this eat stuff. it on air or else people will get even more mad uh, if that. you're driving pull over this might be really disturbing for you that looks like or and sounds like you're eating one of those like old grandma candies and, like, you ever eat ginger the... ginger chews it's ginger good. ginger chews no actually i have i have not i'm ginger um, enough in the beard yeah it's still like, are you are you a ginger <laughs> uh yeah uh i i mean i am so uh i'm portuguese half half portuguese but then my white side like the canadian is fuck side uh basically has a bunch of like english irish scottish like ties even american as well canadian like going far back and uh something in the the like irish scottish gene that triggered when met with the portuguese that also goes back with like i don't know like scottish and stuff like that years and years ago triggered my my ginger beard so if you look at my like family of me and all these pork chops it's just this guy with a ginger beard in the in the crowd and they're like what happened what happened there but uh yeah i my hair i mean i shave my head now but my hair on my head was like dark brown and a little just red the beard the beard but had the beard is the, red. the beard is the fire yes is this why you're wearing an orange Cassidy shirt right now? I'm wearing an orange Cassidy shirt because uh, Scrump sent it to us a long time ago and I was uh, sleeping in it. So this is what I woke up in. I woke up like this, uh, essentially. So it's 1.32 p.m. What time did you wake up today? Uh, I woke up at like 10 and then I was like, because I, I, I'm also working my shoot job later tonight. So I'm like, okay, I want to sleep in and try to catch up on most more sleep. But then... Uh, then I went back to sleep and then I woke back up and went, okay, I got to 
Got to get up. Made it. Made myself a coffee. I made a terrible mistake of. It's like December eighth. We're recording this, and I'm. I still have pumpkin coffee left. Mm. Like pumpkin spice coffee, like actual ground stuff. So I'm just trying to get rid of it, and so I made one now, and I, I kind of regret that uh, decision. <laughs> I'm jealous, dude. I haven't since getting COVID in May. Like I haven't had a real cup of coffee in over six months. Like my body just can't tolerate. Oh wow, you know? really? Yeah, I'm deeply envious of of you being a coffee and like being just a, like a strong a strong black coffee. I, I would love nothing more most mornings. But yeah, my body would just like tweak out. It just fucked with my nervous system amongst other things. There's definitely times where if I have too much of it in in a day, it'll like affect me because it'll like as much as I want to go to sleep like hours and hours later. Uh, like something is causing me not like obviously it's a lot of caffeine stuff but you know people that drink a shit ton more coffee than i do and still manage to just like davy davy portman this guy will drink like quads in the morning and then another like red eye and then a coffee and then maybe a red bull and then like by like midnight he's fallen asleep in the lazy boy so it's like i guess it doesn't affect him sometimes as much as because like me if i drink like a lot of coffee definitely uh it'll keep me up yeah, Davey's just a weird fucking dude. <laughs> Shout out Davey Portman. Shout out Poison Rana. Jordan, welcome to this show. Uh, this is pretty much what the show is. It's just our thoughts uh, put out there into the web. We we did a few of these shows, which sparked this whole show. So if you're listening to this, this is the, the now Poison Rana podcast feed, which is just awesome. And I can't wait uh, going forward, especially into the new year with all this great content we're going to put out. And uh, this is going to be one of these shows that we'll be putting out once in a while. And we've kind of had this in the works for, for a bit, me and you, well, me, you and Davey did our surviving quarantine. That's our, that was our podcast that definitely set it off. And then you started making waves over at post wrestling with the wellness policy, which is a fantastic podcast. Everyone should check out with you and way and our man, Neil. But we, me and you, uh, we've we've kind of recorded these, I don't know, like sessions on the Patreon a few times, just threw it out there to see what people thought. And a bunch of our listeners were like, hey, this is this is pretty good. And so I kind of want to come up with the concept of this show is uh, obviously Poison Rana being the name, but detox. We need a sometimes we need a detox of 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 the the hard stuff, the stupid shit in life. So this may not be uh, a wrestling oriented show but it's a show where you can totally just check out of whatever it is you need to check out of i think is uh pretty much what we got going on what do you think there pal do we call this a lifestyle podcast it can be whatever you want man <laughs> okay well i'm very into you know with the wellness policy that is you get a a, a version of me you know, i'm a licensed psychotherapist and so that's kind of uh, my, I don't know, what, what gives me some sense of authority, perhaps. I don't know. That sounds fucking weird coming out of my mouth. But, you know, when I'm, when I'm wearing my mental health professional hat on, although, you know, I'll do sessions after this um, into the early evening. And, like, I still fuck around. Like, we have fun in therapy sometimes, too. Um, but with the wellness policy... It's, uh, I don't know, I can't talk about like 
dicks as much. I don't feel per- <laughs> okay. I'll put it this way: I don't feel as much permission now since since Neil became a co-host. I feel much more permission to talk about cock. Look, I mean, you want to talk about dicks? You've come to the right place. Uh, you and that's what know. I'm trying to say. That's what I'm trying to say. So, uh, my my intention with these types of conversations is uh, know, just to shoot the shit with you, Braden, as a friend, and as as I like to do with my friends. I want to talk about some some real stuff and it come from a spirit of uh, I don't know, to be more genuine and honest and real. Um, and I also like to talk about dicks and I think pulling at both of those ends, uh, is, uh, at least for me, what makes me feel best in my body. Yeah. And in your dick. Yes. Yeah. Well, this is exactly what it, what we kind of want. It's just, uh, basically an extra little bonus show where we'll shoot the shit. We're always open to suggestions and things to talk about. Therefore we also uh, created a fa- we have the poison rana facebook group which you should definitely be in find it through the facebook page but we posted in there uh like we'll always post a like a feedback thread a few days before recording in there and uh we'll take any comments or questions and stuff like that so we 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 do have one that we'll we'll get to as well but i i do want to plug saying like hey uh check that out because we'll we'll pretty much read anything uh anything you ask but that's the that's the kind of vibe you with your background being uh, doing all this back stuff um would definitely check tell people to check out the uh, surviving quarantine that's up there somewhere in the back archive and May and, 2020 I believe it was like a couple months into lockdown yeah so uh we've we've gone back we we've gone back for quite a while now so over the pandemic me and you would I, I we would, I would go on a walk and we would have long phone calls and we would just make each other laugh. And we're like, man, this is, this should be like recorded ha- half the time. So that's pretty much where this show comes from. It's our uh, open diary and hopefully it can, uh, I don't know, make people laugh sometimes, cry, hurl, whatever it may be. Uh, we'll definitely get to it. I think something I, I also like is uh, I, I know last time we did one of these, it was on the Patreon. I just looked up uh, like uh, weird news stories of recent stuff. So that's definitely a a, a bit well, we'll incorporate into the show as well uh, that I like to talk about. But yeah, yeah but we've been getting a lot of engagement in, in your Facebook group when we just say, hey, we're going to do this stupid thing again. Uh, tee us up some questions or topics. Um, I, one thing I kind of did the last time we did this, Braden, and I don't know, again, we're just feeling this thing out, but perhaps it could become uh, a, a ritual of sort uh for the the poison rana detox process we could say uh but you know i'm someone that has uh been a um a facilitator of meditation for many years uh, thousands of people uh i'm a very experienced uh practitioner of meditation for much of my life too so i was wondering if maybe uh let, I mean, we could just try it out now and see if it sticks or not but but like a a 30 second or so just meditation just to, like something at the top of the show, just to kind of like begin the process of detox. How how would we feel about that? Sure. I'm, I'm not one to uh, really meditate or, or not. So this could be interesting. And well, I you mean, don't it, have to do it. No, no, no. I, you don't I, even have to like it. Yeah, yeah. That That's that's definitely fine. Uh, but I'm also saying if anyone's driving right now, maybe don't tar- take part in the closing your eyes uh <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, or just or just pull over, and uh, and walk. 
Uh, yeah. But uh, to meditate, like, and and honestly, like, yeah. this is now me being like genuine. If you have any questions about this now or any time in the future, I'd be happy to talk about it. But you don't have to close your eyes to meditate. Okay. Essentially. Okay. Um, well, oh, yeah. Explain. Explain in a nutshell. Like, explain like I'm five uh, for someone who's never done it. So meditation to me is just a practice of bringing more awareness to the present moment. Ideally, uh, us relating to the present moment without judgment, without attachment. That's maybe the simplest way I can uh, describe it. But you know, oftentimes we're always like in our head. Our attention is somewhere, even if we're just on autopilot and mindless. Uh, But meditation is more about a more intentional or or conscious practice of paying attention to whatever is happening in the present moment, whether it's noticing, oh, there's the thought that just came into my head, or, oh, I have an itch on my arm, or, oh, I hear my parents' dog barking across the the, the hall right now. and we're just simply noticing these things, noticing I feel joyful or I feel anxious. And we're simply just noticing uh, without necessarily having to just follow the rabbit hole of that thought or that feeling or that sensation. And oftentimes with uh, a meditation practice, it's like we notice the thing, we take note of it, and then we redirect our attention back to some sort of object of meditation like the breath. The breath is often used because it's something all of us have at any given moment um, of our lives. So I was thinking if we meditate, I do have an object of our meditation that uh, I introduced the last time we did this. Um, But we'll just do this like super, super quick. So uh, again, if you're driving, maybe don't follow my my guidance right now. Um, But wherever you are in space and time, if you're sitting, if you're standing, lying down, whatever, if you want to just kind of like... Take a breath, like take a nice deep fucking breath for yourself. And we're just going to ground into our bodies. Right now I'm going to ground into my chair. Maybe I'm going to plant my feet on the ground so I really feel it. And it's just a moment where we can really bring our full fucking attention to my voice, perhaps to your breath. And this is an opportunity for us to just relax for us, if you want to just like tune out or, or like, what, fine. Um, but if you really want to tune in, then maybe just get a sense of the quality of your breath right now. Um, get a sense of where you are in space, how you're feeling, how you're doing. As we do this, I'm going to play the, uh, the late 80s, early 90s McDonald's commercial, Mac Tonight. And we can just settle in. Breathing in through the nose. Feeling better already. And breathing out whenever it feels okay. Really just giving in to the moment, the music, the advertisement. You call them advertisements in Canada or advertisements? Advertisements. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're normal. Okay. And that's it. That was it. That's wow. the meditation. So now we can uh, we can exit out of the meditation and we're we're now healed and and fully detoxed. I suppose. I feel refreshed. I feel like my head is is clear. Uh, it's a beautiful sunny day, and that just uh, just put me right in the right mood. 
You notice we included Mac tonight on the uh, Pasta Lovers t-shirt. <laughs> pasta Lovers, yeah. Do we want to explain to, to people uh, what Pasta Lovers, how that, like, what the, I don't know how that even all transpired, but we uh, went to New York recently and we got to hang out, which was amazing. Uh, but Davey went a few months, months back in New York to Pasta Lovers, this restaurant. So they became friendly. Him and Sino became friendly with uh, this like server there and stuff. So then he booked it for like a big dinner meetup for us and post people and everything. But then, but then, <laughs> then you decided to get shirts made for this dinner. And on the shirt was like uh, the logo of the restaurant, Pasta Lovers in New York. And no, not like, not their look. It was their name, but with like the post wrestling. Sorry, that's right. The post wrestling like font, and then like David Letterman for some reason. Uh, Mac the New knife. York, New York. What, come on, what was it? Mac I, the knife? No, Mac the knife's the actual Mac, song. Mac tonight is Mac the tonight. McDonald's moon. Yeah, who Mac served tonight. as as kind of the 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 backdrop, I suppose, of the David Letterman set. And then you put our frog on it as well. And uh, then, yeah, you gave out these shirts. Uh, everyone, you're like, hey, eight bucks. I'm selling these shirts. You were like a guy walking, like, hey, you want this shirt? And everyone's like, yeah, I guess. So now we all have a, a piece of merchandise that'll uh, just be dear to my heart forever. I should have been wearing it today, but I was well, wearing it this week. Uh, so we got to send our, our appreciation to one scrump in Chicago. So a, a few days before New York, uh, Davey and I were talking and I, I think it was me. It may have been him, but one of us suggested, Hey, uh, there should be a pasta lovers shirt. Um, cause do you ever, do you know people that go on to like, actually I'm going to Disney world this, uh, this Sunday and Monday with my girlfriend, but you know nice. how like people will do that and then they all wear the same shirt. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. And there's people I love that do this, but I'm a very judgmental guy. And like, I, like if I was invited on their trip, I don't know if I could do it. And it's not so much I'm judging them. It's more I would judge myself in that moment. So I was like, <laughs> you know what? Let's do that. But with a bunch of people that in person are kind of meeting each other for the first time in a foreign city to most of us at an Italian restaurant. Like, that sounds like a good idea to me. And Davey's like, yeah, like, get Scrump. And Scrump, he came through Hustled. within a couple days. Uh, my girlfriend, Lily, like, she's a, a a talented graphic designer. I don't know if the this shirt um, uh, exemplified that. But, <laughs> no, uh, she's fantastic. But uh, I we came up with this vision and we included all – Eric Marcotte wasn't even there, but he's on the fucking shirt. I mean, what more do you right? want for eight dollars? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Scrump he he printed them. Uh, I, I don't know if pro wrestling tees should know that. Um, <laughs> is this so? Real quick, detox. Is this not the Patreon feed? No, this is out there in the world for everyone. Oh wow! I got promoted. How lovely. Okay, so uh, Scrump flew to New York with like seventeen of these shirts. Um, <laughs> and 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 Juan, the bartender that that you you mentioned earlier, that that Davy had befriended, 
Uh, he didn't even serve us, but he got his own shirt too. He got his shirt. Was he was lovely. ecstatic. Yeah, he was uh, like just so happy. It was like, hey, thanks for this shirt. With he, I don't know what it means, but thanks. Another server tried to fight us, especially Scrump. He was like thought that we were making fun of the establishment. Uh, we're like, well, we no, kind of no, were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, how was your pasta for a place called Pasta Lovers? So, you know. well, I gave like a third of it to John Pollock, and I gave. Uh, like half of my left or what my, my leftovers, probably another third to, to scrump. Um, but that's not because I didn't like it. You know, it was $30. Yeah. And for me, that's a lot of fucking food for one portion. Uh, I thought it was good. I mean, yeah. look, it's, it's New York city. So when, when you're in New York city, essentially you have access to, I would assume the highest quality, uh, food of all types of cuisine. It this was not that. This was a Times Square <laughs> pasta restaurant. But yeah, it was yeah. a Friday night and seventeen people. So yeah, we I was very happy with it. Yeah, I, I was too. It wasn't. It wasn't anything like uh, it's pasta. I feel like you know you can make pasta at home. It's, I know how to make pasta, so it can't be that hard. But it was still really good. Don't get me wrong. I, it was good. I but, had. I got chicken parm with spaghetti. I had that same meal in South Florida where I am now a couple nights ago. And pasta lovers was like so much better than when Did I you had. go to, were you at a TGIF or something or? No, that don't, do they do chicken parm at a Fridays? That sounds, that sounds terrible. Um, yeah. I haven't been we don't have, Fridays we don't have and, Fridays up here in Canada. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I have been to the Fridays in, in Times Square when I was a child. Nice. Uh, not as good as WWF New York. Yeah. Um, I like the Fridays in uh, the Tokyo Dome. <laughs> ah, you have been there. <laughs> I went. I went by because the the elite always used to joke about it that like fine Japanese cuisine, and they'd go there and film their their skits. And right. Stuff. Um, yeah. I I did have some good food in New York, though. I will say, like uh, Toronto is a, a pretty. Uh, big city with lots of different food options and I love it, but definitely exploring like different options in New York was uh, pretty mind blowing. Like I had some fucking amazing pizza, like New York pizza. Sorry, Chicago, that deep dish is good, but that is, that's not real pizza. Real pizza is New York city. And uh, I went to a bunch of different places. And I just I saw some- you have that slice the last day when uh, you guys left me at the train yeah. station. I-, I saw you eating a slice of pizza. You know what I did? We we left, so I ended up retracing our steps because I had a good maybe hour or 90 minutes before my train back to Baltimore. I went back to that Macy's to check out the Toys R Us. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. And it was so deeply disappointing. Uh, I had uh, It was the seventh floor. So I took like escalator after escalator. And it wasn't the whole, like there was a McDonald's on that floor and there was a bunch of children's clothing on that floor. So it was maybe just, and I mean, look, it's, it's, it's the flagship Macy's in uh, New York city. So it was a massive floor, but Toys R Us was maybe a third of that level. And like the WWE section was two figures. Uh, was and, it know, the Miz? It's always the Miz. It was, it was Rey Mysterio and Biggie, mm. which makes sense. Children, I understand. And it was more than just, it wasn't just like one of, it was just, those were the only two options. Damn. And there were multiples. Of, well, of, of you went to the wrong but, store, man. I went to uh, FAO Schwartz, the like OG toy store. I went to the original one years ago and then they closed it. And I thought it was always closed. But then 
they have a new one like right near Rockefeller, like the skating rink and stuff. So I went in and this place was like huge. It was different floors and everything. And the last time I went to FAO Schwartz years ago, they still had the big piano from like the movie Big and the line was crazy. So I never did it. When I went there, there was there was no line. So I I finally got to to jump around and play on the big piano. And that store was like mind blowing. But uh, they also had a Toys R Us. They used to have a Toys R Us in Times Square, which was massive. You had to take like you could take like there was a ride in you, it. You take the Ferris wheel. Yeah, yeah. The Ferris wheel or some something crazy like that. And that one's gone, which is like pretty sad. So, I mean, maybe toy stores in general are like kind of like dwindling. I know like Toys R Us around the States closed where here in Canada, they still are open. But like toy stores got to up their prices, which then people don't buy and just buy online. So... Yeah, it's very, dying breed. It's very sad. I, I still love that... going through a toy store though, even as an adult. Once in a while, I'm like, let's see what's what's popping today. Like always, there's you know, Pokemon is never gonna ever go away. That like kids, when I was a kid, I ate that shit up, and I see it everywhere. I'm like, ah man, that's awesome. Uh, but like walking through a toy store, yeah, I didn't buy anything, but like it was it was a good old time. Like seeing just kids happy and uh, Star Wars stuff, Barbie. You know, one one of my highlights. Speaking of Barbie. Uh, on this New York trip. So uh, our man, Neil, he was supposed to be my my roommate in the hotel. Yeah. And he had some passport issues. He just made like his own error and had like one too many passports or some shit. And so he couldn't come. And after pasta lovers, like all of us are, are hanging out. And then Sino says, so, hey, you got that extra bed. Can I... Can I sleep in it? And like, what was I going to say, Brayden? Like, I couldn't say no, yeah. right? You know, no. and like, and it was, look, I, I had a great time with him and, and I'm getting to one of the highlights of it. Uh, but it was kind of weird because, you know, I'm 37 and I couldn't remember the last time I had like a sleepover with someone that I didn't know that well. You know what I mean? <laughs> so it's one of those things of like, well, how is this? I mean, I know Sino, you know, we mostly from just uh, fucking off in, in your Twitch chats during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. But I'd never, I don't think I'd ever talked to him in a private conversation, something that wasn't like broadcasted live. And, but like, I felt comfortable with him. I, I knew I liked him, but you like, didn't I didn't think he was going to kill you or anything. <laughs> no, right, right. Um, But, but like, you know, I didn't know like what his habits are and really what his personality is like, you know, it's, it's vulnerable when you're sleeping and using a bathroom and sharing space and shit like that. So uh, it, it ended up being a good time. The, the morning, the next morning, which was the morning of uh, the AEW show and the, the post anniversary yeah. show, uh, Sino and I were just laying in our beds watching uh, kids commercials and it was awesome. Uh, there was a, a there was a Rey Mysterio WWE commercial. There was a Barbie commercial with some like big water slide type thing, and wow, I had a great time watching these commercials with John Cena. You're just both probably in your underwear, just like oh, look at these great commercials, just having a great old time. I, I yeah. feel like I feel like uh, it's it, the the situation you're put in is like yeah, like why not? Like we're here, to, we're having a good time, and it's kind of it's kind of nice that that happened. Uh, the fact that like, you know, we're we we recently like rebranded, but for the past few years as up next, 
like we've definitely like try to like pride ourselves on like the community we have and our listeners and our supporters like we're so fucking humbled and blessed to have this little community but when stuff like that happens like like now you guys are kind of like boys look at you like that's like that's the that's the sweet spot really and uh sino bless him he, he shot in the dark listen to the, on this feed as well like it's it's just cool to kind of see that happen and uh, kind of a, a pay it forward attitude that I have in my life because like people have have been gracious to to do the same to me like oh hey you need a place to stay for like this place like stay at my place or like things like that so we've had friends come and go here and it's 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 kind of cool that you, that that we got to like like <laughs> we're just strangers from around different cities in different countries and we all meet to go watch wrestling. <laughs> hashtag roh buffalo <laughs> that's where it all began where me and you met uh have we ever told that story no <laughs> uh so yeah it's 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 really interesting how that oh there's uh motorcycles outside being really stupid um yeah it's 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 kind of cool that that can that can kind of happen it's all through like this like silly world of uh wrestling podcasts and stuff but speaking uh, of motorcycles so the disciples of apocalypse doa uh you know the late 90s wwf motorcycle gang crush okay yeah uh one of the guys was chains with a z and i don't think my brother even liked them and really wrestling that much but his first aol screen name was chains 420 as probably like a fourth grader wow what was your what was one of your first like emails or my first was Tilly 69. There was an actress, Jennifer Tilly. Have oh, no yeah. idea who she is, but She's I just Chucky, remember one of the Chucky the, movies. The VMA movie awards, uh, or not VMA, but the MTV movie yeah. awards that year, probably 96 or something. She and a, a co star, I, I don't even know the film, uh, won Best Kiss. It's uh, probably I Chucky. Assume, <laughs> well, well it, I'd assume just because like it was two women kissing. Right. So as as like a 12-year-old, I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Well, like, and Tilly sounds provocative. So Tilly69, that sounds like a good I love it. AOL screen name. That mine, was my first. Mine was what underscore is underscore sup. And then like everyone's like, well, like the 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 is means you don't need the S in sup. So it should just be what is up. That's true. And the and yeah, just under what underscore is underscore sup was my that's, first yeah, that's, ever email. I can't say that's worse than than mine, but it's not good. Uh, what's <laughs> I, I see? I, I could never get down with these underscores. I, in fact, I, I'll take a stance here. It's a podcast, so we're supposed to have opinions. I fucking hate the underscores. Yeah, me too. Now that I'm an adult, I don't need to fuck around with those underscores. <laughs> It's too much. And honestly, I feel like my, my girlfriend got low-key bullied into uh, taking out the, the underscores in her Instagram handle. <laughs> was it you that bullied her? to t- <laughs> Not, I, well, not, I wasn't like overtly bullying her, but I think she's heard me talk so much shit over the past couple years about underscores that perhaps she felt to, to keep some, I don't know, homeostasis in the relationship. She needed to get the, the underscores out of there. Damn, I still, the, I, I mean, I loved her. I loved her with them. So yeah, underscores—they're definitely like 
I think we could we could we could move away from them. It also just looks weird because you can never tell if it is an underscore, if it's like a space. Like, what is that? It's it's. But I will say, I w- I do respect Andrew Thompson, and it was lovely to meet him for the first. I think we all met him for the first time in person. <laughs> Does he have underscores in his social media? That's it. He's the double underscore. Oh, he's double underscore. Wow. Yeah, that's it. But but what it's like rebel. it's at the but it's at the end. So it's not necessarily separating any words, and the fact that there's two of them, like I actually admire that. Like that wow. takes some balls. Double underscore, what a madman! He's crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. He should never change it now. Like he's committed. Well, that's he did, his thing. You did two double underscores, which is which is uh, wow. That's uh, should we look at some of these comments from this Facebook page? Cause uh, there's a lot. <laughs> well, I was thinking we'd talk about underscores a bit more. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What other, uh, what other uh, uh, letters or symbols do you not uh, appreciate? <laughs> cause, cause I'll say right now you uh, joining in our Twitch chats and YouTube chats during the pandemic and like watch alongs and stuff. You always would put the frog emoji, which uh, thank God you didn't trademark. Cause we just straight up jacked from you. We are like, that's funny. We should just do that. <laughs> and look at us now. Uh, who knew, who knew that would actually become a thing. These uh, a few years later uh, become your thing essentially as a, an, a, an emoji. Um, I guess we could we could call me uh what the the, the frog king of poison rana frog i mean i kind of started this shit yeah you just would randomly post frogs in the chat like all the time and then everyone else started doing it we would we even would join in and then look at us now with we 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 had the name like besides you doing that and then we realized wait this fucker always puts frogs in our chats anyways that kind of ties into what we can we can incorporate so uh, yeah, frog emojis up. Drop a frog in the replies. Always, it's always welcomed. Uh, I will say, uh, they call me. I... They call me Ray Rana around here. <laughs> George, Jordan Rana, <laughs> Frog King, baby. <laughs> uh, let's uh, let's start with some of these questions because uh, I see one here that looks kind of interesting from Fire Frank, the reigning BDE champion. He says, since you didn't ask me your three questions in Newark, I will ask three of you, three for you. Number one, what is your favorite doink match other than the one against Janetti? Uh, for you, Jordan. So for context, uh, when I think when the post anniversary show was announced, I saw Fire Frank uh, screenshot his ticket, uh, confirming that he would be there. And I freaked the fuck out because... I am a big Fire Frank Mark, perhaps the biggest. And uh, so I I told him, I'm going to be there too. I'm very excited to meet you. And what I would kindly ask is a picture with him and that I could ask him three questions. I did get the picture. And and Chris Leone, that was another thing. I wanted Chris Leone to take the picture. Right. So that happened. And then just in the moment, uh, John was walking by and I asked John, hey, this is important to me. Could you please take a picture with my phone of Chris Leone taking a picture of myself and Fire Frank? So I got all of that shit. Also, Fire Frank, he, he autographed my, my Metro card. It was it, a, a, a trip of a lifetime, Braden. Yeah, I mean, so, he's uh, the, the BDE champion. Uh, so he's, he's, he's a busy guy. And it was great to, to see him uh, spend time with the fans. So I got the picture. I got the autograph. I felt... I felt bad asking him, 
like, hey, man, what about these three questions that you promised? Like, I, I didn't want to take up too much of And he had already defended successfully his BDE championship uh, that day. And it was it was too much. So uh, it, it's flattering that that he turned the tables, per se, and asked me three questions. Uh, so favorite doink match. So about a year and a half ago, I was actually here at this same home in South Florida. And we did doink the clown best match ever. We you, did. Me and Davey. Yep. For so April Fools. I, I, we watched eight, at least doink matches. I watched so many fucking doink matches, man. Um, and some of them were Marty Jannetty, but he said besides Marty Jannetty because he, he that was the best one. Uh, so I don't like, I remember the crush match at, at WrestleMania, but that was bad. I, I, I don't remember any of the other uh, matches. There was Bret Hart. There was, uh, I think, a Macho Man one, Mr. Perfect. But hmm. I, I remember really, like, I think we all agreed that the Gennetti was the best one. But, may, but when you said, I mean, obviously, Bret, you'd think that would be pretty good. Yeah. But when you said Macho Man, that I was like, huh, something lit up within me. And, yeah. and I think I may have liked that one. Uh, there's even a, a harder question. This is a tough, tough question, Jordan, from our, our fr- Frank here. What's your favorite salad dressing? Oh, so I'm, I like the peanut dressings. You know, if you're going to get get sushi or Thai food, oh, okay. and you get your side salad. Um, Usually it's like, like ginger or something. Yes. So uh, I like those too. Yes. I, I'm, I guess that's a bit more traditional, but maybe if you're getting like a, like a, 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 a sesame chicken salad, an Asian chicken salad at a at a Panera or at some like normie place like that. It's typically more of a peanut based dressing. Right. Like okay. Yeah. All right. I like uh, any like vinaigrettes, that kind of stuff, or like a, an Italian vinaigrette or something. I don't know. They're they're pretty nice. Uh, another hard question from Frank. He wrote a lot in because it's three questions, right? He says, when it comes to pretzels, do you prefer the ones in the bags or the nice, fresh, soft pretzels you get like at a game or something? Yeah, the second one. Yeah, the fuck the bag. One. Yeah, yeah. No, the pretzels come like in the party mixes and you see everyone picks out everything and leaves pretzels always at a party. So that's I like uh, although the last time you, you guys get the Auntie Anne's in Canada. Uh, I think so. I know I've had one in the States, but not here. So I don't think we have them here. What about Wetzel's pretzels? I just love that. That is an actual establishment. That, yeah, that's a good name. There's not, <laughs> we, we certainly have them around, but there's not too many where I live. But, yeah. uh, last time I got the, the salt, it was like too soft. It was like undercooked is kind of okay, gross. Yeah, but typically do you say, do you say aunt or aunt? Aunt? Yes. Yeah, so do I. Auntie Anne's. Uh, he also he has a bonus question. So really, it's four questions. He's being greedy, but I'll 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 read it. Uh, I think it's for me, but it's for you too, Jordan. What's your go-to breakfast cereal? It's a lot of food now. It, nowadays, I'm more of like a. It's kind of boring, like more of a a granola y type. Like if there's a, a a bran flake with the raisin and like a nut or some shit. But like wow. if it, like life cereal, I love life cereal. You just love because you love life so much. Yeah, I like uh, like Reese Puffs, but cereal is not usually a breakfast thing. It's like late night stoner snack. So I like the like 
Haven't we talked about this? We, we this have, is yeah. the third time we've done this. We definitely talk about cereal before. Uh, we go to our, our next question from Matt Guest, who writes in, who was the first wrestler to get you interested in wrestling? In the eighth grade, a friend said the name Rowdy Roddy Piper. I had to know who this was, and then I was hooked ever since. So who was the wrestler uh, that, that did it for you? So I remember very clearly the first time I was introduced to wrestling, I was with my dad and I believe my brother just sitting around watching TV young, like five, four or five years old. So I don't, I don't remember who we saw, but I remember being like, wait, what's this? And he explained it to me. And then within a few days, he and my brother came home from a Toys R Us with a Hulk Hogan and a Randy Savage, like the figures. And so that was my way in like Hogan and Savage essentially. But really for me, the first time I was like, oh, this is like my wrestler. I, I guess Bret Hart, you know, early 90s when when they started to uh, pick him yeah. as like the guy. And so like Bret Hart was the first guy I really rallied around. But uh, I guess it was Hogan and Savage that kind of got me hooked initially. For me, I remember being really young and like I knew what wrestling was. I knew of Hulk Hogan and stuff like that, but was never really super into it and would always see it and stuff like that. I remember uh, one one. Wait, that wait, hold on. That's interesting. So, because for me, like I said, I it took literal seconds of seeing it on TV, and I was hooked essentially so, for life at this. So point. yeah, but, so like my mom, my mom never let me watch like South Park, and she wasn't super into letting me watch like fighting until like I got older. But then by then I was like into like other things. I was super into reading comic books and and that as a kid, and that was definitely later on the like link that. I ditched that and kind of got way more into wrestling, but um, it was like, I knew of wrestling. I knew, I knew it was like, Oh, this guy, Jake, the snake, you press the snake, macho man, Hogan were definitely the two that like come to mind as a young kid. Like the colors definitely pop, but it wasn't until like, I knew of stuff later on. And uh, when the Hardy boys were like really hot, like with the Dudleys and edge and Christian, a friend like showed me some, and I was like, Whoa, I had no idea. Like this was wrestling. And then it wasn't until uh, like the video games, playing those a lot where I started to really get into like wrestling. But uh, I always say that 2005 was like my favorite year because that's when I finally was like, I'm going to be like into this like hardcore. And uh, uh, for me, it was like Edge was like a bad. I love bad guys like in comic books and in wrestling. You need that in any movie and anything like it. And when Edge was like the bad guys, like, oh, I love this kind of shit. And then uh, it spiraled off and I watched all of this stuff. But I always remember, like, as a kid, Hulk Hogan was was everywhere, right? So, like, he's still, I think, the wrestler, even though I'm born in 91. Like, as a young kid, he would be everywhere. So, I knew what it was. But uh, for years, I didn't get, like, not necessarily hooked until one day I was like, ah, oh, okay, I actually can get into this. Yeah, but 2005, that's late. I, I didn't, I wasn't aware of that. Have I ever told you, speaking of that, that era of edge, I was at the live sex celebration. <laughs> <laughs> wow i've been it was, i've been at like five star dream matches i've been in the tokyo dome but you were at the live sex celebration you got you got me beat man that's wild it, it was at the very the very beginning of the year it may have been i think it was the very beginning of 2006 like it the was, first week of 2006 he was, yeah he just won at the the pay-per-view so then he celebrated the next night right so and wow. I, I i remember i had my heart broken like that week and they were in Hershey, Pennsylvania, which is like 
a 90 minute drive from where I live. And I was just not feeling like good. And I, I asked my brother like last minute, Hey man, Rawls and Hershey, you want to take the drive up? He's like, yeah. And we ended up, uh, witnessing history as they say that's wild that's definitely uh yeah Oof. haven't watched that one back in a long time but yeah wrestling hey vince mcmahon wow uh we have some more questions uh i'll read here we go to wh park who writes in shout out wh park on the on the post wrestling feed he he writes in what would your top three stuck on a deserted island for seven years cds be so basically pick three albums that you can have while you're stuck on an island for seven years it's very specific but uh, i love the question wh so the first uh by the way uh, met wh for the first time in in new york as well uh he initially declined the offer for the the pasta lovers t-shirt but i think in person when he saw its brilliance mm. uh he, he he grabbed neils and and we're all better for it uh very <laughs> nice guy uh so I just think back to lockdown because essentially uh, most of the day I was by myself, um, very spoiled. I, I had access to a pool. It was like just me in a pool for like a lot of 2020. You bastard. And so thinking back onto what I listened to the most then, because I was reading every day. And when I read, uh, I listen to the same music on repeat and it just kind of creates a, I don't know, some like nice audio uh, blanket of sorts for me to just like chill on and, and relax. So especially early morning and super late night, I'm really into mid-century like bop style jazz. So like a, a, a Miles Davis kind of blue, like I would need like, yeah, yeah. an album like that. Um, and then something that's more background music but a bit more energy so i was listening to a lot i just found one of dead and company of 2019 just a live album of theirs um or a band like fish but just something like that where some of the uh, 25 minute song and I'm, I'm not necessarily needing to pay attention to everything but if i hear it 50 times i can start to anticipate just like all the little things that happen just in that performance so something like that and then uh arctic monkeys put out a live record uh, a couple years ago um so I, they're not the heaviest band by any means but that has a bit more bite yeah to it. okay so i like it i like how there's three yeah i like how there's different feels i'm definitely the same way i love so many different genres of music but i definitely like you got to be in the mood for certain things and i do love my my late night kind of playlists and i've recently switched over from apple music to spotify and i i'm finding it it's it allows me to find new music a lot better using this app compared to apple music so i'm finding all this great stuff but uh during the pandemic i really fell in love with Kurungbin, which i yeah. feel like kind of fits what you were describing like they have long they have albums that like some of the songs are kind of instrumentals like some lyrics and just like super chill and i would uh it definitely recommend anyone to check out their stuff, uh, especially like some of their live long sets on YouTube and stuff like fantastic stuff to like just chill and, and, and they've like produced now for like uh, Jay-Z and, and stuff like that as well. So I could see them going crazy, crazy far, but I saw them this past summer and they were just fantastic. So I'd say like 
one of their recent albums. Uh, I'm trying to think of like my favorite albums of all time, which is unfortunate because I really loved uh, my beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy by Kanye West. But I don't think I can say that right now, especially easy, uh, man, easy, yeah, especially with especially with you right now. So I'm not going to say that. So uh, I'll say uh, The Weekend House of Balloons, which is his first like mixtape that made him like who he is. That one has just a, a lot of songs that I definitely need. Uh, and then I do need like a lot, a, a heavier rock album. I, the easy choice would say uh, Rumors by Fleetwood Mac, but I need something juicier. So I don't know, like something like Black Sabbath or something, just to make sure I have my different, like you, like different elements of the uh, how I'm feeling. Because then like part of me would also pick like, I don't know, some a J, like the Blueprint by Jay-Z, just because I need my my music, my shower music, where I like feel good and feel alive and happy and stuff. So yeah, I think that, that and yeah. So I'm I just opened up. I still use Apple Music, but I was I was kind of looking at what I saved and what else. When I think of lockdown 2020, what was in my musical diet? Uh, Run the Jewels, RTJ4. I listened oh, yeah. to that a ton. Uh, and, and what I love about them, I, I got to see them. I've seen him a few times, but I saw him most recently open for Rage Against the Machine. And like Run the Jewels, they they have the energy of a rock band and a rock show. So like that gives me kind of that that bite with all the low end. Um, but for anyone interested in music, like if you're kind of into the Miles Davis thing, uh, this guitarist, Wes Montgomery, uh, there's this album oh, yeah. called Full House. Uh, I think it's a live album. I listened to that dozens and dozens of times. Um, and, and then one more, this producer instrumental, uh, have you heard of, you might've heard of nightmares on wax. Okay. Sounds familiar. Yeah. I, I think it's a guy I'd never heard of him, but smokers delight and then yeah. car yeah. boot soul were the, the two albums I listened to a lot when just reading. And, uh, it was like chill and like hip hop beats, but some electronic production and, uh, yeah, it it had energy, but it yeah, it's it's hard to describe, but it's I loved it. I feel like if that would be something for me, music is definitely something uh, I listen to every day. Like I said, I'm I'm like very OCD when it comes to my shower playlist, right? Like I'm the guy who will sit there and take a few minutes to make sure I I cue up the songs I want to hear. Well, and my shower is <laughs> only like you know, five to 10 minutes, if that, like, right. Like, so it's like, really, I'm only listening like one or two songs, but then uh, I'm always like, that can help me set my mood. So like, you know, I live with a roommate and like, if I'm showering early, I don't want to blast music while he's asleep. So that that's usually such a gripe that I'm like, I need my shower music. It's like any, you know, you live with uh, roommates or, uh, or a spouse or partner or whatever, and you, you can't listen to your loud music because you're trying not to wake them up while you get ready for work. And I'm like, but shower music like can change your day. Like it can like help me. Uh, like I said, sometimes I want to feel like a boss. I'll put on something heavy or whatever, some Jay-Z or what, like anything like run the jewels or whatever. And I've like hyped for the day. And sometimes I want some, some down tempo, like Jamie XX to kind of get me get one. But music is something I would like lose my mind if I was stuck on an Island and couldn't access it. I would just sing all day. Probably. Like, <laughs> Like, yeah, I do yeah anyways, music but. is, I mean, I, I am a professional musician and that's I, the, what I've been for most of my life. Uh, so music is ever present for me. Uh, by the way, the XX, one of the better light 
productions I've seen in concert. I've never in. seen them live and I'm so angry. Like it's a bucket list, the XX and then Jamie XX is like kind of the producer and the three person group there. And they, I love their music. Always recommend people checking out his stuff, their stuff. Uh, they're doing some solo stuff, but they'll definitely get back and hopefully tour. Cause that's, that's a bucket list band for me. I'm really yeah. mad. I miss them. I miss them when they were here in Toronto. And then when I was in Australia, they were playing, but they played the day I flew out. So I was so mad. I'm like, oh man, I just missed them twice. So definitely need to uh, check check them out live. Uh, there's do more. You, do you and yeah. real quick, do you and Davey have a bath? Uh, so I mean, I don't know if you've heard the story. Uh, great segue here, Jordan, because we actually had issues with our our bathroom when we moved in here. Like uh, there was yes. like water and stuff like that, and it kept getting worse the past few months. So eventually our landlord's like, look, I got to like renovate this bathroom. So we were in New York. So he we told him like, hey, why don't you start while we're like already out of the apartment? So then he got us, there's a whole thing with Airbnb and him trying to find us places and he was trying to screw us around. And finally he, he got us somewhere to stay, but they were redoing our bathroom. And after all the stuff, like we went through of going back and forth with him, getting a place and all this stuff. We come back. The bathroom looks amazing. It's a it's a now like there's no bathtub. It's just like a st- standing glass shower. It looks amazing. I would we, have left. I know. The, you take away the bath. But wait, but wait. So the bathroom looks so good, right? The the place was kind of a mess. They took down a lot of our stuff off the walls because they were renovating. So like we got to kind of still put some stuff back together and we had to clean a lot. Cause is your is dust. the ALF is the ALF poster okay? The ALF poster is okay. But then dude. Like after weeks of just like hell of like all this stuff going on, I go to take the first shower in the new beautiful shower. The water pressure sucks. Oh, I'm like, I'm like, wow, look at this. Look at this new shower head. It's like got this like magnetic thing. You can like move it around. No matter what setting on it, the water pressure is ass. And I'm like, wow, I don't like I have a bald head. I, I, I don't I don't need to like fully you know clear out my shampoo and the hair but i'm like dude i need water pressure and i'm just like after all this it looks beautiful but it sucks i just want the old one back (laughs) damn so they so you said you had a bath but they took that away yes yeah yeah and now the water pressure sucks does it does the water does the does it stay heated yeah look it's not like the worst but it's not enough water pressure like it's I'll live with it. It's fine. But like, oh man, like it's just my apartment, the apartment I had for years um, prior to the pandemic and moving in with my girlfriend, uh, the, the water, it would just get cold within, like I couldn't take a full bath of hot water. That was super frustrating. And so I really just, I kind of, I submitted into it. I'm a big, I'm a big guy. So baths usually aren't for me because uh, I barely fit in like normal bathtubs. But when I do like get like, I don't know, like, you know, certain hotels that have giant ones and stuff like that. Like I do love the, I'm like, ah, yeah, I feel like a king. It's, it's good. New York, New York. You, 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 I'd assume you had what I had just that shower. There's a stand uh, shower, standing shower. Uh, We have some more questions. Jake from the Windy City writes in, I think we've answered this, but what is your spirit animal and what was the best Mario game? I think we talked about spirit animals before. Yeah, we talked about my power animal and the difference between the two. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to say now my spirit animal is a frog. (laughs) Uh, That makes sense. Uh, I'll go with a, uh, a sea turtle. 
And uh, Mario game, I like Super Mario World. And, and this is not including Mario Kart, because I think the Mario Kart on the Switch right now is the best. But uh, Mario 64 was also pretty banging. So, yeah. I never played that. And okay. because I never played that, I never figured out how to use, like, two joysticks at once. Because uh, I assume that's how everyone learned how to do that. Uh, Mar- yeah, Mario Kart. So I go to many shows at this amphitheater called Meriwether Post Pavilion, um, not far from Baltimore, closer to DC. And uh, there is, it, it's like a Dave and Buster's, it's called Main Event, where they okay. got, you know, bowling and laser tag and arcade nice. and food. And that's kind of my routine before I go to a concert. I go to this mall at Main Event and they have Mario Kart arcade style. Yes, it's so amazing. Good. I love that. Yeah, I love any place that has. I recently found like a grocery store that's like a 10 minute walk from my work. So on my break, I sometimes go there and they have hot food and stuff like that. But I realized like attached to the grocery store is like this little arcade and they randomly have Mario Kart there. So I'm like, oh, yeah. So sometimes I go on my break and I'll play. But then I told a coworker about it. And my boss the other day, like jokingly says to some worker employees, like, who the fuck told this dude about the Mario Kart? He keeps like his breaks turned from taking 30 minute lunch to like a 90 minute lunch because this guy will be like, oh, I just just had to get my fix in Mario Kart. And hey, man, I get it. I get it. Priorities, man. Uh, we have another question from Anne Marie who writes in. Do you like your name? Did your parents ever say you were going to be called something else and you wish you were called that instead? Or was there a girl name option? Interesting. Uh, my my name is Braden David Harrington. My dad's name is David. And I think he wanted for some reason to call me like David Jr. And my mom was like, nah, uh, I ain't about that. And she claims she picked my name because she was driving through Bradenton, Florida and liked the mm. way that sounded. She, she swears that she never heard anyone called that name before, but... Uh yeah. I'm gonna so, see uh, how far I am from that town right now. Bradenton, you like, Florida. Bradenton. I, Do you I like, like my name? name? Yeah, I feel like growing up, everyone like to this day, people still say Brandon, Brandon. But now, like, you know, I'm 31. There's a lot of kids also now named like Aiden, Braden, Brandon. So there is a lot more in the world that I don't feel like I'm like some outcast because I was called Braden, but people spell it differently. Like th- throughout my whole life, people just say Brandon. I secretly judge people when I tell them my name or give them my name and they just see the the first few letters and assume it's Brandon. And I'm like, ah, you assumed you're an assumer. I don't, I don't, I secretly judge people for that, but uh, unless like they're dyslexic or something, then I'll feel bad. But uh, yeah. What about your name? Jordan's a good name. Uh, it is a good name. Bradenton, it's it's on the West Coast, just south of Tampa. So it's like a four-hour drive from where I am. Yeah, if you ever get Tropicana, uh, look on the back of the carton of OJ, and it'll say Bra- the oranges are from usually Bradenton, Florida. So. And then they just process it to death with an <laughs> add sugar. Um, uh, I do like my name. My middle name is Michael, so there's like a Michael Jordan thing going on there. Wow, not, you're not, Jordan not Michael. <laughs> um, it's a very Jewish name, um, and there's, you know there's a there's a river, and there's a country named Jordan. So that's that's a thing. Yeah. Um, so I'm 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 staying with my parents unexpectedly this week. So I had access to my mom and asked her because I I didn't know. I was like, hey, did you think of other names potentially for me? So she mentioned Brandon and Bradley. 
Wow, we could have been was a, similar. We could have been boys. The and then she said, the uh, if I was a girl, they were kind of fucking with like Jennifer or Jen. Nice. Um, nice. Oh, pretty, pretty Standard basic names. names. I, I, I feel like I, I was born in 85, uh, Jewish suburbs. I grew up with a lot of that. And it was all brandon's and bradley's i feel like i came oh, up with. Okay. and there were there and jordan was a common name too maybe not as much as brandon but um at jordan michael like uh, it's the thing is jordan michael google it's like it's not that it's not that uh i don't know it's a pretty common name like Jor- like and there's this money guy if you if you google jordan goodman there's this like money answers guy who just looks and seems like the biggest fucking douchebag. And then you like look further and you see like, uh, I don't know, he's had some, I, I think done unsavory things in the financial wow. space. Um, but he's like a media personality. So he dominates the Jordan Goodman's. Uh, in, in so that's Google. like the, the, the more famous Jordan Goodman, the more famous you because I was I suppose fine. if you Googled Braden Harrington, the only thing that would come up would be like the podcast stuff that I do until this little fucker went on like CNN or whatever when Joe Biden was running for president and his name mm. was Braden Harrington. So I had people messaging me from all right. over on all different platforms. A, people being like, hey, did you see you're famous? Ha ha ha. Wink, wink. Or people thinking I was this kid. It was very was weird. Was he cool so, at least? Was he all right? I think he's the kid who who overcomes his stutter. And and Joe Biden oh, that's, likes mentioned that's that amazing. He, yeah, and now so. he turned into a a professional podcaster. Look at yeah. That. So I'm wondering if like I hope this kid does well. Okay, if you search my name, I still come up first. I'm happy about that. That's cool. I'm all, all right. right. One day yeah. I hope to meet this uh this Jordan I would like Goodman to meet money him. guy. Oh, nice. I would I would I would fuck him up. Uh, we have another question here. <laughs> this one's interesting. Uh, from Chris Elliott, who says, "Can you do any impressions?" I'm going to say uh, when I was younger, I, I thought I could. Uh, my dream was like, if I get good at impressions, that's how I'll get on SNL. That was my my like, I got to do this. But I'm I'm really, I don't think I am. There's once in a while I'll do one and someone goes, oh, that was good. But it wasn't like, it's just like kind of spur of the moment. Like I, when I was like 13, I thought I had a really good Christopher Walken, but I probably did not have a good Christopher Walken. What about you? Wait, wait what's more interesting? Did you actually want to be on SNL? That was my uh, like uh, dream when I was like, you know, 11, 12, 13, around that time. All I would do is watch uh, old tapes of old SNL and watch weekly and uh, wanted to do. I was doing like uh, I I still do music, but I was doing like hosting things at my my schools and like comedy and talking and stuff like that is something I'm definitely very interested in. And it was always like. I gotta, I gotta get there somehow. I gotta do that. That would be amazing. But I'm just. Well, that makes really, sense. I mean, you did yeah. that at the post anniversary party. You guys did. I, I want to say publicly, uh, and you know, I was with you that whole morning, and we took the the ride from Manhattan to Newark, uh, driven by a, an SNL producer. Funny enough, yeah, which was uh, awesome. But uh, you know, like, and then you got we got there, and you just go on the stage, and you guys do your show, and you guys are really talented. It was, it was just fun us, to watch. It was just us shooting the shit. We didn't have too much prep prepared. I mean, I don't think we recorded that uh, bit of the show. At least I'm concerned. But it was just like we we went into it knowing we were going to play some some live games with some people in the audience, which was great and always fun. But 
as far as like the stuff trying to make people laugh and stuff, it it all just kind of comes naturally. And me and Davey definitely play off each other very well. So, uh, something something I'm 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 interested in is like maybe attempting more stand up or or stuff like that. We we went to the comedy cellar together with a big group of us, and like those are really well polished people in New York. Like at, to be at the cellar, you got to be like pretty popping in the in the comedy world. Like have like you know writing credits and stuff like that. Whereas Toronto is a lot of like wannabe comedians and then if you get good you you leave toronto essentially to go to the the bigger places so a lot of it's like just like people trying it and i feel like like hey why not because i talk into a, a microphone in this empty void but i don't know how to transition that to like a, a bar with like a, a, a few people sitting there so it is kind of like a thing in 2023 like ooh bucket list i should like attempt to do this because i recently hung out with way from post wrestling and his friend elliot and uh, who I think has been on your show, actually. The yeah, the, yeah, we had a, a comedy. Yeah, exactly. Episode. And he he was talking, we were having lunch and he was talking about how he just started recently trying it and just like for shits and giggles, literally. And uh, I was like, man, why don't I uh, kind of try that, try that aspect out just to just to, you know, try it essentially. But you should do that. I have a couple friends that have done that. Um, and I it's. It's hard to think of a more vulnerable performance art because, you know, I, I've, I've played hundreds and hundreds of shows in, in a rock band, but it's like, if people aren't feeling the music, like we're good, like it, it, that's okay because mm-hmm. we're still going to do our thing. But comedians, similar to wrestlers, like you're very dependent on a reaction. Yeah. You know, when, when I'm making a lot of big, loud music in a room, it almost feels like that just fills the room. But if you're a comedian and it's just you, which is very vulnerable, uh, and you're not getting the laugh and and you don't know what to do with that, uh, I imagine that would be deeply uncomfortable. Yeah. And like, I'm very uh, like, even when I meet people in, in public and you know, new people, people are always like, oh, I always get people, strangers who don't even know maybe what I do really in, you know, podcasting and stuff. They'll be like, oh, I love the way you like tell stories and like talk and explain something, you know, like explaining like my shower and all that stuff. They'll be like, whoa, like the way you explain. And this is like super funny. So I'm like, oh, there's a way to probably translate that. I, I think maybe if I take a few like maybe courses or, or walk-ins of just trying to like learn how to set up a, a set basically. And because I'm very, very chill person very you know very uh free flowing as this show kind of explains and doing that in front of a crowd is something i would definitely try i know a lot of our listeners have tried it and are into the comedy and stuff like that and have always asked me like hey have you ever tried that so part of me definitely does want to do it i i want to do it in a bar where there's not a lot of people so that i can kind of at least break the first time pop the cherry of trying it but uh, you should do that um I don't. I could never see myself doing that during lockdown. I did that unnecessary conversations, the Instagram live thing that you were a part of, and yeah, I didn't. It, I realized after doing that for a bit, I was like, oh, this is kind of doing an improv comedy show live on the internet. Sure. So that was fun, but I could never. I, I I wouldn't even really know how to begin structuring and then delivering uh, more traditional stand up comedy like that is a that's a really impressive art form to to develop and and get good at. 
Um, I, I have been working on a Chris Elliott in, in, impersonation, funny enough. Um, and it's like, uh, I'm, I'm Chris, I'm English and I'm on Facebook answering or, or asking a, 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 I'm still working on it, but I'm close. We're like, we're right there. We're right yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, as, as a kid, I always like to try to do impressions. I, I feel like I could do, maybe do characters. Another thing I, I would maybe try to dip my toes into is like voice acting. But again, I'm not good at impressions and I think I would have to like make some sort of different voices of different characters or something like that in my head, uh, essentially. But yeah, I'm not really good at impressions. I'm sorry, Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I'm not, I, I wish I was, uh, we were, we're at our last bits of questions here. Uh, Neil Flanagan, our man, Neil, uh, we missed you in New York. He says, is the moon ejaculating in this episode artwork this time? Just wait. Uh, no, it's not. That was the the Patreon one, and someone is like, "Wait, what the fuck did he just say?" His question is: uh, His question is, tell me some things you like or admire about each other. I'll start. Um, I like that you're a ginger. <laughs> I've heard that one before. Um, wh- what I admire, I like that. I like how you are socially. And one of the things that bummed me out so much about just having this post COVID stuff uh, being difficult daily for me right now is that like in New York, I didn't drink. I didn't really stay out as late as I would have liked to like after the comedy cellar, Davey was sick too. Davey and I went back to the hotel and you stayed out and, and I think lost your wallet. That I did, but I got it back. We're okay. <laughs> um, but I would have liked to have gone to a bar or a place like that with you and just because I, I would sense that you have an ease about you of just socializing with strangers. Yeah. in, in like, I, I think it takes a lot for me to like, I'm someone, if, if someone else initiates it, then I'm fully like I'm, I'm in and I, I read them pretty quick. Like, do I want to have a conversation with this person or, or not? Uh, case in point like yesterday like i'm very more social with people if i'm i I rarely go to bars by myself unless i know like people there or or whatever but um if i'm with a group it's way more easier to like open up and talk to other groups and people and stuff like that it's something that i'm i'm definitely weird like if i'm if i'm by myself it's i I don't usually initiate stuff unless i'm like talked to or or whatever but like last night we we went out actually just for like a, a little drink and uh some guy like interjects himself into our conversation and starts talking, but then he's like a bit like lit obviously, but then like a bit too aggressive for our liking. And then we kind of like, cool. And then like shift back to not having you yeah, in our conversation. I'm, <laughs> I'm good at that too. I've, I've been with people where they're more hosting me and then some drifters come in yeah. and I can feel that the people I'm with are, are feeling I don't want to be engaging with this human being anymore, but I guess they are just, they think it would be too rude to do. I, I'm good at just being like, okay, I'm I'm done. Cause I can be very introverted, but like one, again, once it like that thing is open that like I'm, I'm, I'm totally uh, out there and stuff, but I can totally get in my head and like, not, there's definite times I go for a walk. I'm like listening to my music just to get some steps into for the day. And I'm like, I don't want to talk to anyone. Like, of course, there's definitely course. those. It's definitely a those choice, things. but, but I feel like you're, a, you're a great conversationalist and you just have a, a, a nice, enjoyable, like 
energy just socially to to be around so well the same i I enjoy that about you yeah well the same goes for you i i feel the same way uh about you we've we've only really met in person a handful of times but each time has been uh pretty awesome and pretty pretty great and i'd say the same way you interact with people and uh treat people and like you have like positive energy about you you definitely like i don't know you kind of like in in a way i know i all i do is talk about wrestling and, and stuff like that for a podcast, but uh, really I'm bringing people like some sort of entertainment, hopefully when they're on their long drives or when they're on their tractors or whatever it is that some of the listeners say, like helps them get through their day. And like, that's like really what I like, like to do and kind of, you know, give positive, something positive out there. And I feel like you do the same thing. So that's definitely why I, I wanted you to be a, a part of like poison Rana and do this, this show because i feel like we gel really well together and have uh some hippie yippie uh mindfulness and and stuff like that i can be pretty positive of course i also have my uh like times where you know everyone has those times when they don't feel so good and stuff like that but um something about having this like weird podcast community is is bringing people and letting people have people they can talk to at like weird hours of the night and stuff like that like kind of making friends through this thing and you you seem to be like in that same same realm. So yeah, that's yeah, what I like I, about you. I genuinely like people. Um and I like the hang. And you specifically, you've always been just like a super easy hang. Um and now I, I guess this was Neil's way of like getting us to metaphorically jerk each other off. Yeah, I mean you wanted to talk about dicks, so we somehow got there. Thank you, Neil. Somehow, some way, uh, it was uh, that was all the the, the questions. Uh, thank you, that, everyone. No, that, for... That's not true. There was one oh, about who would win in a fight. I oh, where's that? Sorry, yeah, I don't see me, it. Uh, let me pull. Do you have all comments? Oh, okay. Me? Yep, you're you're right. <laughs> oh, this will be a good one. Eric Marcotte writes in: Who would win in a fight between Davy and Braden? Davy thinks he'd win. Confidence is important. Uh, so this question actually stems from uh, we were out about a month ago with some friends, I think at a wrestling event, and um, a friend of ours said, we were discussing, we have a really large friend who's like bigger than most wrestlers. We call him Big Tom. Shout out Big Tom. Fucking love, the, love that man. But he's massive. He's like six something. He's huge. Wait, was he there in New York? Uh, he wasn't, no. Um, there but, was another very tall guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tall Walter. He's tall, too. So we always joke like our friend, no one ever fucks. He's like, he works security and stuff. No one ever fucks with this guy. So we always joke like, do you think like the three of us could take him? We always have those joking friend conversations. And then we were discussing. Davey's like, I could take him. And and then it got onto the point where like, oh, do you think you could take Braden? And our one friend, this other friend, Trav, was like, oh, I've seen Braden go goblin mode. So he would he would destroy you. Like, no disrespect. So this this trigger Davey be like, what? No, I could I could I could beat up Braden. I could take Braden. And everyone's like, oh, I don't know. And here I am like, uh, yeah, I feel like I feel like I could handle myself. Davey get, will get really mad if he's listening to this because he's like, no, I I, it, so it it basically triggers him into getting mad because every time he then asks people, they usually lean towards me. So what do you think? Well, you're you're bigger. Yeah. But like, does he have technique necessarily? I don't know. Does he have some sort of British kung fu style of fighting who, that he's going to bust out? Who has more repressed anger and aggression? Oh, it'd probably be me. Yeah. His parents, his parents didn't divorce until he was like way older. <laughs> 
<laughs> okay, then I, I I guess I would pick my parents you. divorced when I was young. I got you know I got all sorts of daddy issues that built up. All right, well then uh then yeah I guess I would my money's on Braden. <laughs> Just I'm like uh I'm like a bear giant giant friendly bear. I'm 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 not a fighter. I'm a lover, not a fighter. I wouldn't I would never fight Davy. But so maybe he would win because he would take advantage of that. I mean he. He's got some animalistic energy in him. Like sure. I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to upset no. him necessarily. Yeah, but I don't, I don't know if he's more like physical or more like cerebral in in no, attacks. No, I don't think so. Also, I, yeah, I don't like fighting. I, I, I know we watch and talk about a lot of fake fighting, but that's that's a show and stuff. UFC fighting, I can get into, but actual people fighting all the time, like in New York, I saw so many fights. Like in the subway and stuff like that. I'm like, man, what's wrong with people sometimes? Yeah, like, that's like weak as fuck. Yeah, I like think. it's just sometimes it's just I just don't get it. Like definitely like we're we're beyond that. I I would imagine. But then you say that, and there's still wars going on and stuff. So maybe uh, things don't change as they stay the same. But thanks for the questions, right. everybody. Those were those were great conversation starters, and uh, that's pretty much there's, what we want. Braden, this year. I don't know if you're like intentionally just wanting to ignore some oh of these. no there's a couple more if you want to like rapid fire them i could read out for us okay go for it because i do not see these uh so uh uh matt matt Geski, I, okay. I suppose uh this is i guess just for canadians what is the best junk food not available in canada uh specifically oh. if anything at all something available in the u.s that's not available in canada if there is such a thing well, I mean, we had uh, we have ketchup chips and all dressed chips, which I know now is like trickled down into Florida because I'll see wrestlers post like, oh, they're here now that we got some Canadian snacks down here. So I'm like, OK, um, ketchup chips are once in a while thing for me. Uh, like ketchup saying, flavored chips? Yeah. Ketchup lays and stuff like that. Oh, fuck out of here with that. Yeah, they're not really my I like dill pickle and salt and vinegar uh, if I ever do chips. But um, oh, I don't like any of I. Oh, OK. I haven't tried the pickle, but salt and vinegar. That's disgusting, too. I oh, think. no, I love it. I love anything like vinegary and all that stuff. Um, but as for like American snacks, like things I'll bring back, uh, there's certain like little uh, fuck. What are they? I feel like now we kind of ha- we have like exotic stores where they basically just bring up U.S. products. So we do have like a bit of everything, but like limited time stuff. Like I'm pretty sure we didn't have the McRib. If anyone I, I don't eat that, I never had it, but like I, we don't never get try that. that either. Um, but then, yeah, I don't I don't know, like different cereals. I, I, I bought Backwoods because we don't have certain flavors. Uh, those are like the blunts flavored. uh blunts. Ah. So I bought some of those to bring back. And like, I, I know my, when my girlfriend and I came back from New York, she brought back like certain little different candies that like, we just don't have it's like these like nerds mixed in with gummies and all, I don't know, some crazy stuff. So there's that, but yeah, we have, we have some good stuff in Canada too, but we don't have four loco anymore. Never, never. Uh, fuck all that. Um, uh, Real quick. We got two more Jason Austin, Indica or Sativa. Um, Ooh, okay. I mean, I I know that uh, there is a difference, and then some people are like, ah, it's still there isn't much of a difference. It still does the same thing for me. And there's a lot of people that do, but I know that like if I, it could be, it could be a placebo effect too, where if I read that this sativa I'm smoking is going to get me very creative and and awake and all this stuff, then maybe I'll feel like that. And then if I read I'm smoking a really heavy indica, it's going to make me 
chill and want to eat and munch and stuff like that, then that's probably how I feel. But what I usually buy is hybrid so that I just know I'm just going to be like in the middle, essentially, at least in my, in my brain. But usually for me, it, it, it can, it can not uh, really matter, but uh, say I'm doing a day where I'm like, oh, I'm going to chill. I'm going to make some beats today or whatever. I'll smoke some sativa, which is what I was smoking today. So like, yeah, sativa, I'd say over indica if we're going to have to choose, but hybrid all day, fam. What about you? You don't smoke as much anymore. As much anymore. Uh, I agree with you. If I had to pick one or the other, I'd go with the sativa. Um, but I think I would prefer a blend. And I'm also, uh, I, I, yeah, I think uh, placebo effect is real and has a, a, an effect on that too. Yeah. Uh, finally, from one David Portman on Facebook, if you could have one superpower, what would you eat for breakfast tomorrow? I would eat your bones because I would destroy you in a fight, Davy Portman. <laughs> wow. Huh. Uh, huh. So that would be your superpower? Like like just strong teeth to, no, to eat I, bones? If we're talking about what superpowers we'd have is teleportation, 100%. No doubt. Just like teleport anywhere you want. Yeah, absolutely. You could eat anything you want for breakfast. I'm a pretty simple guy, Brayden. Like... A scrambled egg with some hash browns and some like good bacon. Like I Sunny would have some, some bacon. Hot sauce. Whoa, whoa, whoa! What are you talking about bacon? I thought uh, I thought uh, your people don't uh, partake. Well, there's a little Kanye in all of us, I suppose. <laughs> oh, I, that's what you said. That <laughs> I said that. Yes. Uh, uh, the best scrambled eggs there's a, at, at a Four Seasons hotel. It's the only time I've had scrambled eggs where I'm like, holy shit. And I still I was, think about it. Oh, wow. So it must be good. Yeah, scrambled eggs like is wasn't my favorite. But if it's done right, I guess it's okay. I'm not the biggest egg guy. But then if it's like sunny side up or like when you get like eggs in ramen, like those like uh, like seasoned eggs or whatever, then yeah. I'm like, I don't know what it is, but I, I love that. But like uh yeah i used to not like eggs but as an adult i'm like yeah they can be they can be good sometimes but breakfast i want like uh ha home fries is i can eat anything as long as i got home fries but like if you get a nice egg that like cracks open and the the yolk goes all over your home fries and you put some hot sauce on that you're set brother that's what you need for breakfast that that is good too especially after a too. night out uh, that'll help uh bring you back to life but yeah i, I think i'm gonna get one of those mickey waffles this weekend Oh, you're going to Disneyland, right? Or Disney World? Disney World. On uh, We're doing Epcot Sunday and Hollywood Studios on Monday. I love uh, the Hollywood Tower of Terror ride. That I, one is I, pretty sweet. I like that too. Yeah. It's Pirates been a while since I've been there, like 15 years or so. Okay. Wow. Yeah, you'll love it. Um, I know that if you go to like Gaston's Tavern, he's usually walking around taking photos. Who? You know Gaston from Beauty and the Beast? I've never seen any iteration of Beauty and the Whoa, Beast. Whoa! Wow. Wait. What Disney? What Disney things are you like a fan of that you're looking to see? Ratatouille. Do they have a Ratatouille ride? They probably have a restaurant. No, they have a ride where it's like uh, I think it's it's like it's your your the 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 rat what uh, Remy Remy like navigating all of the, the the kitchen and all of the it's like a thriller. You 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 just um reviewed it recently. we just reviewed ratatouille on our patreon yes great that movie, movie is a, is a, is an actual thriller 
I mean, there's rats in it, and that would terrify me. That's the thrilling. No, no, no. But I'm saying from the perspective of the rat, like it's there's like a lot of tense moments uh, trying it's to emotional. avoid all kinds of you know in the in the water uh, and in the kitchen. With Wait, the, what other the, what other what other rides are you planning on going to? Uh, I still don't know why. It's Aerosmith, but they got that rock and roller coaster. Oh, it was closed when I went there. Like, I went there maybe like 10 years ago and it was closed. So I was kind of cheesed, but it's okay. Like, I heard it's, that's it's a good ride. A um, there's a, I, I think in Epcot, the newer thing is a Guardians of the Galaxy ride. And okay. then Hollywood Studios has Star uh, Wars. Star Wars. I would like to um, do that too. Yeah. Uh, Epcot, not, I think Guardians might be like, the most ride ride thing they like they have test track but that's not really a ride and then they have that thing where you kind of ride in a cart in that big orb the epcot orb whatever that's called yeah yeah yeah. and then they got that um like a mission space type thing where it's like they i went on that uh, it's sick dude fuck uh, no 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 like it made me sick yeah i can't do that yeah i can't do that that. it does that to people yeah it it messes some people up it's basically a a simulator that you sim it simulates you going into space like get being set up a rocket essentially it's it's pretty wild i went on that it was it was awesome uh you gotta let us the next time we talk you gotta let us know what rides that you went on this time around that you you enjoyed because i i haven't been to disney or universal for uh quite a while but I, i do love me some rides um i made the mistake of going to Canada's Wonderland a few years ago for Halloween haunt as they opened up some new crazy roller coasters. And me and my now girlfriend decided let's do some, some shrooms and go on the rides. Oh no. Which was terrifying. Uh, but I survived. So uh, it was, that was a wild trip. Um, especially cause there's one that is called the like behemoth or Goliath. Yeah. Goliathin or something. And it's, you're not strapped in like with the chest you're like strapped in like by the waist, so your hands are free and your legs are still free and you're on top for the drop and you're taller than anything around you because it's outside the city so it's like in like vaughn you just see like the top of this thing has a light for the like air traffic because it's so high and you're just free and then you drop and well when i was tripping on shrooms man i was in another planet i was in another Damn. realm for that but yeah i haven't been on i haven't been to disney but something special about disney the rides aren't as crazy and stuff but something about being there is still very special i'm jealous it'll be a good time i don't think i shared this on on one of these wrestling podcasts but uh i love going to haunted hay rides haunted houses all that and me too i remember it was it was halloween uh october 2017 and the the thing that sucks about some of these walkthroughs though is that if it's too crowded, yes. then the line gets kind of stuck, and then I you're just it. like, I, just waiting, and then it's it, there's less suspense, obviously, if you're just and you see what's happening to the people in front of you. But my friend and I, uh, I think we we smoked some weed right before, and and we were just idled in line. So then I'm just getting in my head, and it had been you know. Uh, nine months at that point since uh trump had been inaugurated but i was high and it just kind of hit me that like that motherfucker was the president and like that was the scariest fucking thing you're more scared of that than the people jumping out uh 
That's scary. Dude, it was terrifying. It was terrifying. I remember um, the same the same night when we went to this thing on shrooms. It was Halloween haunt. So they have haunted mazes and stuff. And when it's too crowded, I purposely like walk slow. So then I give there's there's gap so that I can enjoy the actual haunted house and stuff. But because me and my girlfriend were on a little bit of shrooms, when we got our first person jumping out to scare us, it felt so good. And then I was like, yo, I went, I said to her, like, I like, like, because I'm on, like, I'm, I'm, you know, tripping a little, it felt so good to get scared. Does that make me like weird? And she's like, I'm feeling the same way. I'm like, all right, we're in this together. So we just would, we would want someone to scare us. And it felt like so good. This like thrill to be scared uh, is, is great. That's the whole purpose, right? Some people well, hate it. That's my general complaint with those things. Like I don't get scared. So yeah. when the actors actually do startle me, I thank them. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks like, for scaring like, me. Yeah, or like a good job. Um they, that that's the job. Yeah, I don't know why I'm I'm not sensitive enough to like I get jealous of yeah, other exactly. people. Exactly. I want that scare. Yeah. I'm here to get scared. Yeah, is is basically it. Uh well, I hope people got scared or maybe not scared away from listening to us uh ramble on here today about everything and nothing. And that's that's pretty much what this show is, a little uh, detox of uh, just us going off on random subjects and and all sorts of thing. Uh, we will be doing this uh, regularly, like maybe once a month or or something like that. And um, I know this will be the last this will be the first one, but the last one uh, kind of wrapping up this year. But we'll do one again in January, I'd say, where we can just shoot the shit and talk about maybe uh, our past year and. And maybe we can do some New Year's resolutions. That could be Whoa. fun. That could Whoa. be fun. Do some homework there. Uh, but uh, for anyone who made it this far, thank you. And anyone who wrote in the, the Facebook group, the next time uh, we do it, I'll give you some some heads up and we can uh, we can get this going. Uh, so, so, yeah, good stuff. Thank you, Jordan. This was a lot of fun. Uh, am I, do, do I say you're welcome? Yeah, that- I guess so polite i suppose well you're very welcome brayden um and i i really enjoyed chatting underscores with you this month underscores theme parks uh all sorts of great wonderful stuff but uh we'll do this again and we'll chat about randomness and mindfulness we'll do some more meditation yeah that was good that may have been the highlight mac tonight everyone take a take a breath exhale breathe it in breathe in breathe in breathe in the good Ex- exhale the bad everyone. there you go look at you you're a, a a guided meditation facilitator in training uh yes i am so uh if you got anything out of that uh you are loved you are uh positive i don't know i don't know how to wrap okay the show. goodbye see you poison next rana time. yeah poisonrana.ca uh follow hit the subscribe all that stuff and uh yeah thanks anyone for listening and supporting go to patreon.com slash poison for all the other shows that we have coming out and uh we love you that's it that's all take care goodbye and be safe <laughs> <laughs>